James Hall, and welcome to Restoring Heroes, Real Biblical Manhood in a Counterfeit World. Oh! Ah, ha, ah, ah. Forgot what I was about to say. No, how are you doing? How are you doing? I got a whole lot to say, so let's get right to it. Look, we got this, um, and it's not an ad or anything. We just got this new app that has all the cool uh, stuff from when we were growing up on the air and there's, you know, a whole lot of good cartoons and a whole lot of good things. So we was watching a family movie um, last week or so, or like a couple of days ago. So we were watching a family movie, and the family movie was A Bug's Life. A Bug's Life, I mean, classic Pixar movie, right? We were watching it, and uh, the grasshoppers, I want to say crickets, but the grasshoppers, the grasshoppers started saying some said something that's very very poignant um one of the grasshoppers you know the the vice president he called himself uh said to the head grasshopper i think his name was hopper actually um well why don't we just leave the ants alone why do we have to go back to to the ants because we got enough food uh for the winter and we cool we can we can go back right and uh you know, Hopper buzzes around, you know, kind of gets mad, but kind of he has a demonstration. He has a demonstration. So he takes out some of the food and he hits one of the uh, grasshoppers on the chest. And he was like, did that hurt? And the grasshopper was like, nah, that didn't hurt. So he took some more out of the out of uh, the bin, took some more bin, uh, food out of the bin. And he hit the other grasshopper like, did that hurt? And the grasshopper like, you kidding me, boss? That was, <laughs> I could brush that off. Then he was like, how about this? And he slammed the food, the place, the receptacle where the food was, and all this food started coming down on those two grasshoppers who tried to convince um, the other grasshopper to talk to his big brother, right? So all this food, many, many, millions of pieces of food, or, you know, probably hundreds because they're grasshoppers. But anyway, pieces of food landing on these grasshoppers, I assume that they're kaput. Pixar is very dark. So a mobster, he, he the, they, the, the friends got kaput. X, killed, right? They got killed. Um, so he said something very poignant. He was like, yeah, I have to go back. Because one stood up to me. He was like, well, it was just one ant. You know, what difference does it make? He says, they outnumber us 100 to 1. Or actually 10,000 to 1. They outnumber us. And if they ever figure that out, we will not be able to eat. If they ever figure that out, we will not have any power. And I'm definitely paraphrasing but Hopper's main concern was, look, we have to go back and keep them in the, in, the, in the mentality, the victim mentality, to keep them thinking that they're not powerful, keep them thinking that they're small and they're little, keep them thinking that they, um, they have no power and they're powerless against us. Because if they ever figure out that there's more of them than there is of us, and if, they, and if they just unite, they can beat us. If they ever figure this out, we will be in trouble. The hierarchy, the power, uh, the, the power balance will be uh, in their favor if they ever figure this out. And it got me thinking, I wonder if this happened in the Bible. And it does. It happens in the Bible. If you look in uh, Exodus chapter 1. 
I think it's verse, I'm gonna start in verse eight. He said, uh, then oh, uh, now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, behold, the people of Israel are too many and too mighty for us. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply. And if war breaks out, they join our enemies and fight against us to escape. I mean, and escape from the land. Therefore, they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with heavy burdens. They built bricks. I mean, they built for the Pharaoh uh, store cities, um, uh, Pitham and Ramses, but more they, um, but they, sorry, but the more they opposed, the more they multiplied and the more they spread abroad. So the children of Israel had the same same issue. The children of Israel had the same issue. Look, the 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 the, the Egyptians needed to keep them in the city. They were good for business. They were good for building. They were good for mining the stores. They were good for whatever was going on in the Egyptian economy. They had to keep them on the hook. Once they realized. See the leader, the king realized it before even the people. If the if 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 they realize how powerful they are, they will fight against us and they will be triumphant. They will be victorious. Look, what does this have to do with being a, a Christian man and a Christian father and a Christian husband? Look, man. We are living in a society that don't want you to understand or want you to know how powerful your presence in the house, in society, how powerful a strong Christian man is in this society, in your household, in your church. They don't want you to know that. They don't want you to realize that. Look, if, they, if you realize what God has given you, what God has given you with you being a man, what God created you as a man, if you realize the power that God has given you to subdue and to dominate and have and have dominion over and to uh, work with your hands to give God glory and to lead, protect, and provide for your families. If you realize that power, once you if you realize that power, they no longer can control your mind. So they have to keep you on the hook. And how how does society do that? Well. First off, they do it with kind of with media, media, uh, TV, radio stations, you know, what we absorb, movies and all that other stuff, right? They make manhood seem either over the top aggressive and um, and um, violent and uh, uh, um, um, misogynist and all that other stuff over the top. Or they make manhood super soft and super sensitive and uh, uh, um, um, or is, is always swing to one pendulum uh, or one side of the pendulum to the other uh, side of a uh, pendulum. I said pendulum. The pendulum when it comes to manhood. 
See, they give you a picture of Rambo and they give you a picture of, of, of uh, John Wick. And those things are supposed to be the epitome or the archetype of manhood in society. Or they give you a modern family picture where it's two gay dudes and and um and and they're they're being you know, they're being, that's manly because they're taking care of a daughter that they obviously didn't have and they had to adopt. Anyway, um, they're taking care of that, right? So you have a, you have either, you have the alpha male or the beta male, that, that type of dynamic there. That's how they get you still stuck in the victimhood mentality. Um, that's how they get you stuck and thinking that your power, because the truth is, the, the true archetype of what we're supposed to be, what, who we're trying to mimic is Jesus Christ, who is both a manly man who built things with his hands and, and, and knocked over tables. And he's also a sensitive man who, who cried when his friend died and who, um, who, who had compassion for people. Anytime he healed someone, the Bible says he looked on them with compassion. When he was talking to the young, uh, the rich young ruler, he looked on them with compassion and told them the truth. Like, there, there's, there's a false dichotomy or false dynamic or a false equivalence with overly aggression being manly and also oversensitivity now to, to correct that, that alpha male, that, that, that mode to correct that you have to put it on the, the beta where it's no strength, all passivity, nothing, all, all, not even compassion, all passivity, all feelings, nothing. And in the archetype that we're supposed to be following is Jesus Christ, which is right down the middle. Let me kind of get and put a bow on what I'm talking about because I rambled there for a little bit. So media is one of those things that keeps you on the hook. If they can continue showing you pictures of men or showing you um, movies of men or putting things in front of your, your eyes of either men being overly aggressive and not controlling themselves and not, um, um, not not only controlling themselves, but not controlling themselves, not restraining their, their emotions, not restraining their, their urges, not restraining their things. If they can show you that, they'll, they'll, they'll create a picture of that's how you're supposed to be. And if they can show you another image of oversensitivity of men, um, overly sensitive and overly this way on the other side of the pendulum he, they can cause confusion so you never ever get to the point where you know who you are you, you you never ever get to the point where you realize your power so that's one way i know that was kind of convoluted when i said it but that's one way that the media keeps you powerless uh, another way is, um, have you ever thought about like the health and fitness aspect of everything? Like, um, and not just eating right, but every magazine, either you either go have a, either you have a six pack and you cut up or you have like a dad bod, which is, you know, just a normal body type for a dude. And I'm not talking about body positivity or anything like that. All I'm saying is when it comes to like six packs, you know, that's rare, right? You know, having a six pack, I know you see it on all the magazines. And you see it with a whole lot of people, but those people don't eat regular, like regular dudes do. You know what I mean? Like regular people do. That's rare. It's still, but that's still the, on the, 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 the image thing, the, the fitness thing. It's still on the media thing. So I guess that's one and the same. That 
um, the way the, the health and, and things like that portrays what a man's supposed to look like. What is a, what's a man supposed to be like? Yeah, we're supposed to be healthy. We're supposed to be eating well because the way that our body reacts, it help, the way we eat food also increases or decreases our testosterone level, which also increases or decreases that drive that we need to pursue our wives. I'm going to get off of that until I do a little bit more research. <laughs> Um, so with that, there's a, another thing that happens when it comes to, uh, what the media, what, what the world uses to kind of blind us from what we're supposed to be doing as men and, and, and it keeps you kind of bound. What they do is use every medium or every avenue to tear you down and this is the biggest one this is the biggest one where you don't see a pot any more positive males uh men doing the right thing leading providing and protecting their homes like they're supposed to like you did back in the day with lever to beep or even um back with uh the, the huxtables or back with um um even what's what good not good times was it good times uh, good times or something like that. You don't really see a strong man leading and protecting and, and doing that with his family and his household. We don't see those things. So it makes you think that you have no examples unless you have, um, you have like I said, it makes you think you have no examples. It keeps you from realizing. And then also, I think, is, is a big pull in churches where you have an abundance of female presence, an abundance of, of female leaders, an abundance of female pastors that, you know, it's not in the word that you're supposed to have female pastors. If you, you can, you can refute me if you want to, but I want to see the scriptures that you use to say that you're allowed to have a female pastor. Anyway, but um, there's an abundance of that energy, that female, that feminine energy where it turns off men so they don't realize they don't even come to church to realize the power that they have in jesus christ what god has granted them with just who how are they made the testosterone is good the 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 the, the body density the bone density is good the the things that god created you to do is good and i'm telling you if you ever realize who you are in God as a Christian man, a Christian man, a Christian father and a husband, if you ever realize the power that you have, the devil is in trouble, period. And he knows it. So he has to keep you passive. He has to keep you blind. He has to keep you putting distractions in front of you over and over and over and over again. He has to keep you there because he wants you to realize that you are a thousand times more powerful because you're connected to God than him. He's in trouble. Once, once you get that realization and you actually stand up on your own two feet with the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside, with knowing who you are through Jesus Christ. Once you realize that, oh, he's in trouble. And he knows it. Satan knows it. 
So he has to keep you distracted with your past. He has to keep you distracted with bitterness. He has to keep you distracted with um, malice. He has to keep you distracted with unforgiveness. He has to keep you distracted with pornography. He has to keep you distracted with your, your job and, and getting money. And He has to keep you distracted because once you realize who you are through Jesus Christ, he's in trouble. He has to keep you passive. He has to keep you scared of taking steps. He has to keep you fearful. Because once you realize who you are in God, he's in trouble. It's over. Once you start leading your family in the ways of the Lord, once you start admonishing and you start leading your wife and leading your children in the ways of the Lord, once you start studying the scriptures, once you start teaching your family, once you start take the lead in discipling your family, Satan knows he's in trouble because now you're impacting not only you, but you're impacting the next generation, the next generation of warriors. Once you start providing more than just money, but comfort, but but after, once you start uh, providing uh, 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 security, not and not just with fisticuffs, but um, security in who they are, providing an identity for your family, providing laughter for your family, providing a place of safety, a place of honesty, a place where they can be themselves and make mistakes and still get forgiveness. Once you start providing that for your family, Satan knows that he's in trouble because not only are you affecting you, but you are affecting the next generation. Once you start protecting, once you start protecting, you start you start calling out things that you see in your wife. You start calling out things that you see in your daughter. You start calling out things like, hey, that's not God-like. That's not Christ-like. Hey, Amen. We don't act like that in this house. This is not how. Once you start protecting your family, even from themselves, even from you sometimes, with your temper tantrums and your, your short fuse and all that. Once you start protecting your family, it's not just fisticuffs. It's protecting them with prayer, praying for them. It's protecting them from the enemies outside and the enemies within. Once you start calling them out on the, the negative self-talk that they, they do to themselves, oh, I'm so stupid. Why did I do that? I'm so dumb. I can't really draw. I can't really sing. Mm-hmm. Once you start calling them out on that stuff, see, the devil knows he's in trouble because not only are you affecting you, but you're affecting the next generation. You're affecting the next set of warriors. And if you do it, if you do it, and, and, and think about it is God can increase that or they do it to their next, do it to the next generation. And they, the next generation does it to the next generation.